Good morning. I read. A lot of times truths pop up in my readings. Um, it's readings and also experiences. Couldn't help but think after I wrote this. Um, again, looking at the tasks that we have in daily life, looking at different organizations that have different people that do different things. Um, one, reading numbers, you find that the Levites were all broken out depending on their families. They did different portions of taking the tent down, pulling it up and everything. It wasn't of importance, no value, it's of order. And then even on the ship, it was funny because, I mean, there's like thousands of people that work the ship getting off of a cruise ship, which we were on last week. And yet how many times, Sharon, we're sitting on the deck and you have this gentleman dressed up, smile on his face with a pole, about a 10-foot pole with a sponge on the end of it, and he's wiping off the lenses for all the cameras. But again, you need to have that. Again, you had all the other workers, but we just happened to notice that. Um, but this opening kind of has to do with not necessarily communion, but Jesus Christ, his example, and learning from it. So I'm going to read. A lot of times truths pop up in my readings that encourage me, and I want to share those with the congregation. This subject doesn't necessarily tie with communion, but is another example Christ provides that we should follow. Thank you again, Jim, um, for this book, The Incomparable Christ, from which I'll read today an excerpt. Uh, first, some truth. Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Also Colossians 3, verse 23. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Ecclesiastes nine ten. Whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. And then what it uh, applies to what I'm going to read, Mark chapter 6, verse 3. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joses and Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. The Incomparable Christ, starting with page 67. The life of our Lord has been so idealized by its sacred associations that we are apt to miss some of its most comforting and practical lessons from fear of profaning its sacredness. His earthly occupation is one of these. Of 18 years of Christ's life, we know absolutely nothing except what is contained in the words, quote, the carpenter, end quote, Mark 6, 3. This is all that divine wisdom has been seen fit to preserve for us, the carpenter. What a title for the Lord of glory. What is the significance of the fact that out of all possible occupations, God chose for his son in his incarnation the lot of a working man. Why did the only one who could have chosen his earthly vocation without any restriction 
choose to become a carpenter. It is not difficult to conceive the wonder and consternation of the angelic host to see the great Jehovah, creator of the rolling spheres, humble himself to toil with saw and hammer at a carpenter's bench for 18 years, to see him who made the heavens and meted them out with a span, stoop to shape with his own hands a yoke for oxen. Whatever else this act of condescension condescension, uh, signified, it meant that Jesus purposed to identify himself fully with the great bulk of mankind, the common people. It stamped men's common toil with everlasting honor. It acquainted the master with the feelings of the multitude and gave him insight into man's inmost thoughts. His willingness to occupy so lowly a sphere for so long a time affords us both example and incentive to be willing to do the common task joyously. In common with all other Jewish boys, Jesus was required to learn a trade. But more natural than that he should be apprenticed to his foster father and become the village carpenter. In this connection, it will be remembered that in keeping with the custom of the times, Paul mastered the intricacies of tent makers, the, tent ma- the tent maker's art, as well as his university studies. Think how in the sacred story, Jesus took a humble grade, and the Lord of life and glory worked with Joseph at his trade. It is a challenging thought, and one that should be closely observed by those who are preparing for a life of service for God, that our divine Lord spent six times as long working at the carpenter's bench as he did in his world-shaking ministry. He did not shrink the hidden years of preparation. Preparatory years are important years. Jesus must be about his Father's business and doing his Father's will. And if that will involved 18 hidden, laborious, tedious years, he would not succumb to fleshly impatience, but would obey with delight. Psalm 48. It should be remembered that in those times, the trade of a carpenter was not considered dishonorable. It was a vocation from which many rose to become rabbis. The meekness exhibited by Jesus in working as a carpenter is all the more remarkable in the light of his subsequent amazing miracles. He could have dazzled the world with the display of his supernatural power, but instead he worked as hard as any other man in order that in all things he might be made like unto his brethren. Hebrews 2.17 I just want to be an encouragement. I wanted this to be an encouragement in our daily tasks, that we see God in them. God is not surprised at where you are and where you are going. So obey him. Ask him to produce spiritual fruit in those tasks that in whatsoever you are doing, saying and thinking, you're bringing glory to him. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. God, that you have given us truth for everyday life, not just here on Sunday, where we gather as a body of believers, but on the Mondays through Saturdays. God, as we're dealing with people, as we work, as we 
take care of our families. God, encourage neighbors, Lord, in all of that. You've given us truth to do things unto you and to bring you glory. Be with us today. Help us to worship you rightly. God, to get to know you a little bit more, that daily we can worship you also. Thank you, God. You are good. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.